Damn, y'all suck. Number one team in the NFL. Not the NFL. That'd be Cardinals. Uh, I guess we're going to get to that later. Oh, yeah. Fuck the Cardinals. Well, we both completely dropped this intro. I mean, music is just. You didn't even wait to interrupt this time. I think our revenge because you, you know, you know how we ended last time. Well, yeah, and you were even wearing a Cowboys hat, which is disgusting to me. Offensive. Even. I almost wore my jersey, so hold your tits. Wow. I almost put on the jersey, David Silverberg. Yep, it almost happened. Whether you want it to almost happen or not, it almost happened. You can't stop that. This is the most interrupting we've done for an intro. I'm proud of us. This is the great part about the multi-track because I can go back and just like delete whatever. We, it doesn't talk over each other. It records the separate channels. So I can just go and like, I could cut out your whole thing this whole time. We could just listen to myself, just ramble with myself for this intro. Could do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> because then people will know that you are a dishonest human being. I'm already a Cowboys fan. I think at least 75% of the people automatically assume that. Just saying. What a week in the NFL. This was an interesting one again. What a season. What a season so far. Four weeks in and it's wild. Boy, did we fuck up some juju for singling out both New York teams. You know, I really feel like I just need to pick up against them every week now. I'm going to start picking against them every week until they lose again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right? How do, Crazy. How did both of them win on the same day in overtime? Yeah, that really hurt us both. <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened before, yeah. Both of them in overtime on the same day. I can't imagine that happened. At the same time, even. It was. It was like the first time ever that's ever happened. Right. Well, let's get into it. Thursday. Is music falling over? Did we, did, we, did we finally stop interrupting the intro? I think the intro went the entire way. We didn't even talk about anything. The show we now. completely interrupted the entire thing. That was magical. Yeah, it was great. First time for everything. Thursday night game. Bengals 24, Jacksonville 21. I woke up this morning and I read this. <laughs> Urban Meyer says the Jags are within striking distance of winning the division. Have they, have they, uh, has Urban Meyer, like... Did you see what happened with him? No. Got a concussion? Did someone hit Urban Meyer in the head? He decided to hang out in Ohio for a little bit. There was a video that leaked onto the internet of a young woman dancing on him in Ohio. And the owner, Shad Khan, has come out today and has said that uh, Urban Meyer must regain our trust and respect in the aftermath of his actions over the weekend. Yeah, Urban Meyer, quote, the reality is the AFC South is within striking distance, end quote. Says uh, 0-4, coach. Saying something like that is definitely one way to get the attention off of you being a jackass over the weekend. I'll say that, but wow. 
So Urban Myers had an interesting week, to say the least. Yeah, I missed that completely. Wow. As far as fantasy impact, I couldn't wait to tell you this. I absolutely couldn't wait to tell you this. Joe Burrow with a wonderful day, a better day than most might think. I know last night was a pretty good game. Justin Herbert was firing fucking darts last night. Justin Herbert finished with 25.28 points. Joe Burrow finished with 25.3. Joe Burrow had a better fantasy day than Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. Let's go. Bring that Joe Burrow hype train through the fucking doors. So good week for Joe Burrow. I was really excited that I started him. Uh, Jamar Chase was a little bit of a a letdown. Thanks, Jamar Chase, for not getting your only, you know, first time this year. He hasn't got a touchdown, but he's definitely still just getting all of the targets. He's the man in Cincinnati. Tyler Boyd is a really nice compliment to him. Uh, He definitely has some talent. However, uh, Jamar Chase is definitely the guy that he's looking for whenever he wants to move the chains or get anything done. Uh, I enjoyed Agreed. I enjoyed Thursday night's game. How about you? Yeah, it was a good game. And uh, I thought it was actually going to be uh, not as close as it was. I thought Bengals were going to beat the Jaguars by a lot more. I thought it was going to be a multi-score game. I want to see one game. Trevor Lawrence is maybe an NFL quarterback. We'll see. It's getting better. Yeah. I think the Thursday night aspect again had that, right. uh, you know, Joe Burrow definitely should have had 30 points. He should have thrown another touchdown, literally one touchdown away from 30 points. And I said, what's going to stop Joe Burrow from having a 30 point game Thursday. I still firmly believe that that one touchdown would have came. There's a couple opportunities he had there. Good game from the Bengals. I, uh, I like that one a lot. I don't think there's anything else from that one. I don't know what you got and anything else from the Cincinnati Jacksonville game, brother. Nope. Let's go to Sunday. Oh boy. The first one on deck is just fucked. We already knew it was going to be fucked. Julio Jones is out. AJ Brown is out. But 27-24 New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. You know for time. I think it was six and a half. I know a lot of people that took the Jets. But an outright win. Right. Oh, people's pick em pools. Yikes. Very surprising. I'm happy about it, obviously, uh, as a secondary Jets fan. But... Yeah, it was a good game by Zach Wilson, relatively speaking. Uh, he looked decent. Who started Crowder? Hmm? Is there is there at least one person? Is there at least one person out of the fucking, you know, 15 to 20 people that listen to this podcast that actually started Crowder? No, no way. Crowder had an unbelievable day over there. You should go pick him up on your waiver. Kidding. I mean, go pick him up if you want to give me a donation. Oh, actually, I have a funny um, story for you. Yeah, unbelievable day in New York. I have a funny story for you about that. Let me show you. Let me uh, tell you about this. So the commissioner uh, in my league had uh, Crowder on her bench and started Elijah Moore, who was not oh, playing, man. was out, and still won what? her matchup. She got to their lineup. Oh my God! She got to their lineup. Basically, wow. still in the matchup. We're still like totally dominated. My best friend. It's hilarious. Nothing matters. Nothing you do matters, folks. You can literally start someone who's out over 
some of the same team who blows up that week and still win by like double digit points. Oh, fantasy football. Fantasy yeah. football. Derek Henry did nothing this game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill looks super average again. He looks like he was three years ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that he's the guy for them. Like he had like what one good season with them. Two. Two. two okay, good two good seasons. Yeah. Out of how many seasons he's been in the NFL now? Like he's had two good seasons now. Like I'm not convinced that's not just like a double fluke. Double fluke. I gotta. I gotta go through the transactions and see what happened to Tennessee in the off season. Something must. They were not this bad the last two years, even last year. Double fluke. Double fluke. They were just not this bad, but they're playing like yeah. they're the bottom five of the league right now for sure. They are awful. I don't even know who's playing on their defense. I have no no idea who's over there. Couldn't name one guy. Tyreek Hill owners are finally happy. Forty two to thirty, Kansas City over the hapless. And just, oh boy, the Garbage Time Eagles, I think, is going to be their moniker on this podcast. That's uh, the only time they seem to I score points. I got off of this one. My bets. We'll talk about that more Thursday. Yep. But I did not. We neither of us did well on bets this week. We'll talk about that more Thursday. This game got me two wins, though, so I was happy about that. Yeah, I was happy to see Ty- Tyreek Hill go off. Patrick Mahomes went off. Uh, I did actually get a prop bet on the side there that I put some money down that I didn't get because Jalen Hurts uh, didn't run for more than 54 yards. I think he had 47 or 48 or something. Just missed it. Kelsey, I was surprised he didn't do anything, really. He had a surprisingly quiet game. Yeah, it was just a Tyreek Hill day, basically. Yeah. Oh, oh, like. uh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire actually had a good game. He had yeah. a really good game. That's why with the Chiefs, they're a little unpredictable. Like, who's going to have a great game? Like, one game, it could be all Kelsey, and the next game, it could be all Hill. Or Harmon or whoever, you know, Clyde Edwards Lair. Um home runs and Mahomes gonna run in for like three touchdowns one game sometime this season. Like uh, it's who knows they're gonna win and score a lot most games, but who knows who's gonna score in the offense is the problem. So that's the only risk with players. They're like the least predictable, honestly, the league almost. Yeah, something's not right over there. I really hope they figure it out, but it's really weird. They're they're super out of sync. Um, Philadelphia, I got nothing on Philadelphia. I mean, I just I don't think that's a team to be having players on. There's another team that you should probably ditch all of your players on as well, but we'll get there. We got a few games for that one. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is having a consistently good fantasy season. I'm telling you this. I bet it. And he has not had under 20 points in a standard ESPN league yet this in four weeks so far. I believe that actually stretches back to last season as well. Like I'd still take David Carr. I'd still take David Baker Carr? Mayfield. Well, I don't think David Carr is playing much anymore. David Carr. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr, I think. Derek Carr, whatever. The, the same Carr thing. Carr, I'd take. And I would also, I would definitely take Baker because I know he's out there. I'd even take your fucking shit quarterback. Over Jalen Hurts. Dale Jones is also having a decent fantasy season. Yeah. I don't know. Jalen Hurts is a top five fantasy option right now, unfortunately, uh, despite your opinion. You're really low on a few quarterbacks that are just, like, good in fantasy. Him and Murray are, like, clear top five. Right now, Hurts is number three on ESPN. Right? Like, I mean, so it's kind of hard to pretend. So any quarterback that runs, I'm always down on. Even Lamar Jackson. Because... They're one, they're one 
definitely one hit away from getting their fucking shit smacked in. And there's no quarterback ever, ever, that's ever, ever been a running quarterback who has not sustained a severe injury. There's not a single quarterback that's ever been a mobile one that hasn't. Every single one of them. So I would rather, for the amount of points that quarterbacks score, I would rather have a definitely solidified, like, 95% option than, like, 100%. Like, that guy's going to get smoked once, and he's going to be out for a little bit. There's not a, like, again, there's not a single mobile quarterback that hasn't taken a shot and been down and out for a little bit. And until that stops happening, like, if we go a full season here with, you know, Kyler making it through, uh, Jalen making it through, then, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to rethink that. But I think history is on my side to be really cautious about mobile quarterbacks. That's why I'm so down on them. How many games did, did Kyler miss the last two seasons? Because this is his third season, right? In the league. How many games has Kyler missed? I think he missed a couple last year, didn't he? Did he? But it was more throwing related. I thought he had a shoulder problem last year. It wasn't leg related. I thought he had a shoulder problem. I I forget, honestly. I just don't. Yeah, maybe it's like um, RG3 syndrome, Michael Vick syndrome. I mean, you name it. Um, Even Teddy Bridgewater doesn't run anymore. Tyrod Taylor doesn't run anymore. (laughs) They've all been smacked, man. (laughs) They don't want to go run anymore. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's why, you know, I just like, yeah, he, they're definitely good right now. But for me, it just, that is like, maybe I'm just have too much PTSD from the injuries I've suffered in fantasy and I've lost, you know, literally three championships within the last seven years for sure due to injury. Like, I had, jo- yeah. I had Jordy fucking Nelson when his ACL went down that one year. That was in a championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I lost Tyler. I lost Tyler Lockett last year. I always and Ceh. That was fucking. Oh, that was brutal. Get all the way to the finals and you don't get Ceh or Tyler Lockett. That was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> so like I've just had crazy injuries, so I'm always okay. Like I just don't even want to fuck with it. But now I'm thinking like, is it clouding my judgment for some of these players? Possibly, but I think it is because I mean you're looking at literally the number two and number three quarterbacks right now in fantasy behind Mahomes. Mahomes is number one, Murray's number two, Hurts number three in ESPN. To say, I mean, yes, could they get injured? Absolutely. But so can any player at any play. So, like, I think you play play scared, but, like, I don't think that helps you in the long run, honestly, you know? Well, I keep on taking all the players every single year, and I keep losing anyway, David. (laughs) I don't know. Oh man, I wish I could show you the line. Oh, yeah, I'll have to, I'll go back. I'll show you some of the lineups that I've had for these championship games, and you'll see just the absolute clusterfuckeroo that has happened. Yeah, this is ridiculous, man. It's funny. Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of my take on those quarterbacks. We'll see. They might make it. Kyler might make it. I'll look like an idiot at the end of the year. It happens sometimes. I can't be right all the time. It's stressful being right all the time. It's kind of throwing that out there. You're three and eleven. That's the whole thing to say. It's about time. It's about fucking time. I'm three and eleven there. I'm finally like third from the basement in my fantasy league. This shit just never happens. And I like that. I really have to like persevere, try and find fucking players to make this happen. I'm excited about that. I do have to make some easy like not easier, but like more realistic picks. That's also my thing. I love these fucking 
crazy picks that I keep blasting at. Anyway. Well, I keep, I keep picking injured players, and we'll discuss that Thursday and some more again, but. Yeah, well, that's your own fault. I tried to talk you out of it twice. You're still like, Wah. I know, I know. See, it's funny. Um, like, I talk about injuries all the time, and it fucks me. And then when I'm right on the injuries, you don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm very headstrong. It's an American thing. It's got to be some middle ground in there. I got to figure out. Yeah. 36-28, Dallas Cowboys over the Carolina Panthers. Woo, man, do we look good. Come at me, David. Come at me. Let's go. Top team in the NFC? Question mark? Sam Darnold is currently leading the league in rushing touchdowns, like like among all players, including running backs, which is hilarious. Yes, that is fucking funny. That's a hilarious stat after four weeks. We'll get there later. Like, Dallas Cowboys, number one team in the NFC. Yes, no. No. Cardinals. I know. You love your Cardinals for sure. They're not my Cardinals. I don't care about them really particularly, but I do think they are the best team in the NFC at this moment. I don't know. You talk about Kyler Murray like he's your first cousin. I mean, I don't know. That's false, but I don't think it's true either. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you have stock at his name bar or something. I mean, I have him on my fantasy I think the Cowboys are definitely a top three team in the NFC. Uh, if not number two, definitely number three. Uh, I'd really like to see any other NFC teams that are better. Are there three NFC teams better than the Dallas Cowboys right now? I ain't thinking so. Cardinals, Bucks, Rams. The Bucks are garbage. Bucks are not that good. Bucks literally beat Cowboys. So, Barely. I mean... Arguably, we also beat ourselves in that game. Okay, well, whatever you want to think. I mean, the Bucks literally had a win over the Cowboys this season. So, anyway, uh, that was your that was your loss of the season for bets. Oh, I'm not denying they won, but that's that was not a like. Oh yeah, the Bucks are definitely going to beat the Cowboys in a game again. There's no yeah. way you could say that after that game. That's true. Um, but right now, because they beat them, I have to put it. I have to put them ahead of the Cowboys. It's not like before when Brady was with the Patriots and they would beat the shit out of us. And then we knew for sure if we played the Patriots again, we'd get shit stomped. This time, I don't think so, Tim. That's right. Shout out to Home Improvement. I went there. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think Cowboys are maybe the fourth best team in the NFC. They are a legitimate Super Bowl contender, in my opinion, right now. And I think they will absolutely win the NFC East. I'm not going to pick that because I, that would make me sick. I'm already sick and I want to get sicker. Uh, but I do think that's going to happen, honestly. Like, I don't really see how any of the three NFC East teams have any shot at making the playoffs, and the Cowboys do. My question is, if somebody has Tony Pollard right now, are you starting him in a flex role? I have Pollard. In my 18-team league, I'm trying to trade him. Mm, interesting. To the Zeke owner or just somebody else? To the Zeke owner, yes. Interesting. I think you could legitimately start both of them right now. Right? Yeah. They're definitely running them pretty equal. We'll actually talk about more of that about on that Thursday, too. That's another whole thing. It's funny. Corners about this. Yeah, this is a very yeah. Tony Pollard is an interesting play right now. I think he's a legitimate flex. Of course, we need to talk about Carolina CMC. It sounds like he's coming back this week. 
It's crazy. I didn't think we could be back so soon. Hubbard might be a limited time deal, and he didn't really have too much of a day. I think it was kind of a disappointment if people used their number one waiver pick to get him. Not as bad as uh, Elijah Mitchell, but, you know, it is what it is. Sam Darnold looks really good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was super impressed by that performance. And the Dallas Cowboys actually have a decent front seven. I think it was a good measure because I don't think Carolina's played anybody that's been good so far until they meet the Cowboys. And that was a very interesting, uh, very interesting test for him. I like the fact that my fucking Cowboys finally have a secondary. Holy jeez. I've been waiting for that for 15 years, man. Unbelievable. Diggs is nasty. Yes. That dude is so nasty. Holy. Yeah. I love watching players become superstars. It's fucking fun. Yeah, I hope he gets hit by a car. Well, speaking about getting hit by a car, New York Giants 27, New Orleans Saints 21. Really, New Orleans? You can't even win in your first game back home? Really? No, that's awful. Really? Man. I was really surprised by that. Giants. I did not think we win that game. I no. Got, Nobody I did. Mean, I didn't uh, see anybody on any pick them on any board from any expert. Nobody picked the Giants. Nobody picked them. Yeah. Man, 27-21? What? What are you talking about, New Orleans? What the fuck is going on in New Orleans? Uh, I don't know. They're very inconsistent. They kicked the Packers' asses week one, and then, like, what has happened since? Well, it's the same with the Packers, man. They got their asses kicked, and they've been kicking ass ever since. What a weird game yeah. that was, man. It totally, oh, Saquon Barkley, finally on the board. Congratulations, Saquon Barkley, for finding the end zone. That's about fucking time for every single Saquon Barkley owner out there. Yeah, I don't actually have many leagues this season, but I'm happy for the people who do. Yeah. Because he's definitely been a disappointment so far this season. You know, I, was, I don't think it was 100%, honestly, when I saw him week one. I think it took him a little bit to get back into the flow game you know looked a little nervous yeah he definitely looked a little hesitant talk about ptsd from injuries i think he yeah. was just running scared a little bit but he's definitely getting his groove getting it's his fair. groove for sure it's good to see tuny tony i still don't know how to pronounce his last name had a great game i had picked him up he was on my bench trying to package him with the pollard actually Ooh, wow that's a good little fucking trade bait right there brother yeah, because yeah. he actually might have a role in the Giants going forward. I'm not sure what his role is going to be. How uh, the like, Warriors theoretically coming back this week? Um, they might keep him in lineup because he really performed well, actually. So I'm actually curious to see. I you know it's total gamble what his role is going to be going forward. But I'm curious to see what he does. I mean, he was obviously a very early pick, so you know he, he kind of expected to perform pretty early on. Yeah, early draft picks both in the real-life draft and the fantasy football draft have been complete fucking busts this year. It's been rough. I mean, Chase. Chase has been the exception, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, he's been good. He's been really good. I'm really glad that we didn't figure out what my Jameis Winston bet was, because, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. He's looking like shit. Yeah, that's a, definitely a good contest, and good for you. It's like he forgot how to read defenses. I was watching that game a little bit. I'm going to watch it again today. But, Wow. Does he ever know how to read defenses, or does he just know how to throw the ball really far? He's not reading properly at all. He's missing coverages. I counted four open receivers. I watched probably maybe 10 plays. I'll say 12 just to make it sound better, but I saw four times that he misread the coverage. It's not a good ratio when you're uh, supposed to be a starting quarterback of an NFL team. Mac Jones didn't miss that many open receivers. It was very interesting. He's definitely, his progressions aren't right. I don't know what he's doing. So, oh, well. Yeah. This one was a strange one. 
Cleveland 14, Minnesota 7 in Minnesota. Very strange. It's very low scoring for those two teams. Very strange. Remember my kicker bet? Did we notice the score in that game? 14 to 7? Yeah, that's right, kids. One extra point for my kicker. One extra point for my kicker. I still won that bet by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> I still don't know how. <laughs> the, the football gods the just gave glorious you one, win of the year like, right oh, there. We can't give for all these losses. <laughs> let's, give him, let's give him some ridiculous yeah. win on a ridiculous bet. Right. Let's interrupt Golden pregame. <laughs> okay, not Thursday. The point, though. We're doing, we're doing a lot of preview for Thursday's episode here, you know? Man, I know, but that Where's was that? definitely, I think, I think that was the funniest. Oh, that was easy fun. When I heard that Robbie was injured, I, I just started dying. I was like, oh, man, that's just. And it's funny because I don't think anyone else in the world would have been happy about Robbie Gold being injured in their, like, pregame. Like, anyone else would be either neutral or, like, upset with that. And you're the only one who's like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 100%, right? <laughs> and they had a chance too, man. They scored touchdowns. That dude easily could have had three extra points. Like, easily. Oh, man. That was a good one. Uh, but yeah, Cleveland at Minnesota 14 7. I think I might be eating my words earlier because. No, I still don't like him. Justin Jefferson is just an asshole. I just don't like him. I still don't like him. I hate his touchdown dance. I just, I dislike Justin Jefferson strongly. Strongly. No, oh, I man. Knew you didn't like Shit defense. The safety should have dropped in on him. It looked like he was going to. How can you get fooled by Kirk Cousins? He's garbage. The garbage bum. Oh, the garbage bum. I tell you. What is the deal with Kirk Cousins? If you look at his stats, he's like this amazing quarterback. And then he goes and just throws just duds. Like they were in that broadcast, they were ranting and raving about the garbage bomb Kirk Cousins being this just, oh, look at his rating. No interceptions, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, it's only a matter of time before the garbage bomb just fucks it up again. And today was no, or yesterday, Sunday was no exception. 14 7. Just garbage. Garbage bomb. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. Oh, yeah. I just don't understand how Kirk Cousins can get that much money guaranteed. Like, I want I want his agent. Whoever his agent is needs to be my fucking life coach or something. Because the <laughs> amount of guaranteed money that that fucking garbage bum. Like, if I was a garbage worker in any city around the world, I'd be filing a grievance. Because that garbage bum is making, like, $40 million guaranteed. Oh, man. Garbage. Fucking garbage. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he gets me riled up. That was the worst contract ever. Uh, Dalvin Cook did nothing. Nothing. You know, it was just a nothing game. Yeah. He probably felt a little bit banged up, you know. Yep, I think so. Madison probably would have been the better play, but 14-7, going to be a loss. I got nothing else for Cleveland because they just don't. Well, I mean, Kareem Hunt has definitely taken a lot away from Nick Chubb. Yeah, because that dude's just getting ripped apart. He runs all the way down the field with it, and then they give it to fucking Kareem Hunt at the goal line every time. It is infuriating. If I was a Chubb owner, holy, I'd be I'd be an upset boy. That's for sure. Oh, I feel for uh, I feel for Chubb owners out there. All right, next. Oh yeah, 
We got 24-14 Chicago Bears over the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions could legitimately, like, here we go again, right? They're, now they're going to win next week. But Detroit Lions could legitimately go O for this year. Uh, Detroit, they're, man, Chicago dominated them, and Chicago is just... Ooh. Big news. Running back, David Montgomery, out. Four to five weeks, I saw this yeah. morning. So rough, but it's a little bit concerning as well because Williams also suffered a bruised thigh. Ooh. So, and three points allowed from yep. last year for a few so, more weeks. Yeah, I think Williams yeah. is the, the waiver wire for that situation, but I don't think he's the number one pickup per se. I mean, I guess long term, eh? Yeah, I'd go, I'd go, eh? Uh, I'd go Darrell Williams will be the number one. The number two pickup, uh, which we didn't mention in the Cincinnati game, is Sammy Perrine. Uh, yeah. Joe Mixon is uh, is going to be out for, I think, at least a week, uh, maybe a little bit more. But I know it's always a concern when Joe Mixon's workload is increased. He's definitely an injury monkey for sure. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that one works. But I think Williams is definitely your first or second, you know, depending on what your needs are. That's definitely your waiver wire picker for the week at running back. Um, yeah. Montgomery still put up 20 points before he left on Sunday. Yep. Still like a game. Yep. But yeah, if you drafted him, you're probably counting on him. And uh, so that's going to hurt you for sure. If you can't, if you have a bad waiver pick, everyone who's going to be back when he gets picked up first <laughs> happens. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I thought somebody else was going to make a claim for it. Well, I mean, they might have made a claim, but Hubbard went to the guy who had a pretty low waiver wire priority in, with the McCaffrey. So I didn't think uh, Hubbard was actually going to go to the McCaffrey owner this week. You never know. Crazy. Nothing else doing on Chicago, I think. That was just a bad game. That division is just shit. Oh, what a shit division. Packers are going to win that one by false. Who has it easier, the Packers or the Cowboys in their own division? Cowboys by a little bit, maybe because Vikings are mediocre and there's not even a mediocre team besides the Cowboys in the NFC East. I mean, Bears are bad, Lions are bad, but then Giants, Washington, and, and Philadelphia are all bad. That's how I see it. It was mediocre. Yeah, we're going to get to it in like two or three games here, but boy, did the, Was- the Washington defense is just yeah. fucking definitely not all that in a bag of potato chips like they were last year to say the least buffalo 40 houston zero i have had the pleasure of playing two shutout defenses in fantasy football two fucking weeks in a row i played cleveland last week and i played buffalo this week are you fucking kidding yeah that's tough buffalo is looking like Maybe the best team in the AFC at the moment through four weeks. I mean, they were dominant the last few weeks. They had this, again, weird, kind of like the Packers, a weird week one uh, loss, and then they've been just kicking ass since, taking names. And I will remind you, one of my long-term picks is that Bills take the division. Uh, so I am big on the Bills. I'm big on Josh Allen. Um, I think Stefan Diggs is going to have a progressively better season as the season goes on. He's been pretty... Quiet. Yeah, wait for Thursday. I've got uh, I got something that's I got more hype than you on the Bills for sure. 
Yeah, I think Bills are one of the few Super Bowl contenders from the AFC. We talked about this before. Um, I think there are a bunch of teams that can make the Super Bowl from the NFC. Only a couple from the AFC right now that I think are legit Super Bowl contenders. Okay, Super Bowl, Super Bowl overreaction time right now. We're four weeks in. Right now, Super Bowl overreaction time. Neutral field. Four weeks in. Here we go. Neutral field. Arizona versus Buffalo. Who's winning? Oh, uh, that's actually a good one. Um, I would say Arizona. I'm big on Arizona. I fucking knew you were going to pick those fucking yeah. insoles. And I'm taking Buffalo for sure because you know I'm taking Buffalo. I hope that's the matchup. That would actually be a good matchup this year. I mean, it would be a high-scoring affair. Buffalo's winning because they got a better defense. Not much. They got a better defense. J.J. Watt wants that ring. Yeah, good luck if he's actually going to be healthy by the time the fucking end of the season comes. That's fair. That's what happens when you're a big dude, man. You get yeah. big injuries. It happens. 40 nothing though. Houston, can you fucking wake up over there? Oh, Houston might be the worst team in the league right now. Man. Yeah, fucking, it's not even close. They are the worst team by a mile. Even worse than the Jags. Okay, let's let's go let's go on the other side of it. Yeah, fuck the Jags are the the third worst team in the fuck this. Houston versus Detroit neutral field. Who who wins that game? <laughs> zero zero tie. Can I say zero zero tie after overtime? <laughs> after overtime, neither team could score in five quarters. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I, I see that, or honestly, like six to three. They might. Right. I think six to three more likely. Like, how funny would it is zero zero time be <laughs> that ever actually happened? Like no team could score on each other, not because the defense were any good, but just because the offenses were just that bad. <laughs> like you like a dropping passes and shit. The thing is, both like who on their offense scores? That's actually the question. Who on their offense is actually going to score? Like Jared Goff looks horrible. The only one who's getting a lot of yards at least is Brennan Cooks. Brennan Cooks having a great season so far. Yeah, yards wise. I know that you I know you don't like Cooks at all, but he's having a good season yards wise. And if anyone's gonna score on the Texans, it's good like from the Texans, it's gonna be Cooks. He will. And then Brandon Cooks I told you, Brandon Cooks is gonna take a Jerry Maguire high and tight and he's gonna be done. It's gonna be over for him. Not gonna be long. Um TJ Hawkendix, he might make a catch for Detroit. Yeah. Swift is uh, less than Swift. Oh man, I was in this. Yeah, I was in this jam talking with some folks. I was telling you, and w- one of them was a Jamal Williams owner, and the other one was DeAndre Swift. And it was just every time Jamal Williams got the ball, it was just tearing in the screws on that guy. He's like, "Oh hey, Jamal Williams, how do you feel?" <laughs> This one shocked me as well. I thought it was going to be closer. I really thought this was going to be a three-point game. I thought they might as well win. But, hey, Jonathan Taylor decided to play football for the first time in fucking four weeks. Indianapolis 27, Miami 17. Congratulations, Jonathan Taylor, for finally playing like a first-round draft pick. It only took you fucking four weeks and, surprise, surprise, to fucking play against me in my fantasy matchup. Fuck you, Drew. Naheem Hines is still better than Jonathan Taylor. I don't give a shit what you say. Like, it was amazing. It's amazing how Jonathan Taylor literally does that. It's like, it's almost disconcerting. How do you, it's like a Ricky Williams. 
I think it's funny that the Colts are pretty much going to win their division by default, as some other like it's really an unbalanced league. I feel like more so than most seasons this year, where there's just some like shit teams that have no shot, honestly, already after four weeks. Uh, and I think the Colts are in a division where the other three are just all so bad. The Jaguars haven't won a game yet. They were so bad. Urban Meyer saying somehow on the hot seat after a month of being coached, like in the season, which is crazy. I mean, Houston, as we just said, is the worst team in the league. Times lost to the Jets. Let's remind you of that. So I think Colts will just win this by default, not because they're any good. I think they'll lose their first playoff game, but like, I think that they do get a home playoff game just because they win the division, like by default. Wait, and we and you said that the NFC East was a bad division? That could potentially be the worst division in the league right there. That's... This is, I think, the worst division because there's not even a <laughs> there's, Cowboys. There's, like, literally no wins. In, is there, what, two wins in that division right now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I do think the NFC is <laughs> the worst division in football right now. I think it's, like, by a mile or so and close. Oh, I gotta, we got to pay attention to that division battle. That's going to be amazing. Um, hot off the news press yeah. regarding Miami, they traded Jakeem Grant today. To the Who? Chicago Bears. Not sure how that's going to work. I mean, Jakeem Grant fucking muffed a punt again. He's garbage this year. Uh, you know, he's had his streaks of brilliance on the ESPN highlights. He ain't looking too hot, but he's going to go play in Chicago now. So a player I don't know going to a team that I don't care about. Great. Yeah. It should be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Jakeem Grant goes over in Chicago, though. Because Chicago's got nobody at receiver. So, Allen Robinson's not doing too hot right now. Jalen Waddell is... A bust. I know people were talking about him beforehand. He hasn't really done anything to write home about. Uh, they're definitely clearly nothing with Jacoby Brissett. I wonder when two is going to be back. It's going to be interesting. What's the trip into Sean Watson? I know there's some rumors about that. Get out of here. Oh, man. That'd be funny. I don't know why they would because, like, you have Tua and, like, you have to give Tua a chance, I think, because you drafted him again. He was an early draft pick not long ago. So I think that I think trading for Sean Watson would make no sense, but. For some reason, that's what the rumor is in the NFL. The most disappointing game in fantasy football for me by Country Miles is the Washington football team 34 at the Atlanta Fail Clowns 30. Wow. And, of course, the greatest player Ugh. in fantasy history. Man. Quarter L. Patterson. Yeah. Suddenly out of nowhere. There's only one other person. Ironically, they played together. I don't know if they played together. Maybe he left. No, he was still there. But the only other person that makes me that like upset about fantasy football right now, obviously, clearly, Kirk Cousins, but fucking Cordero Patterson, are you fucking kidding me? Man. Currently, the ESPN I mean, PPR rank leagues ranked number three at running back. He has averaged 20.9 points in, in PPR leagues in uh, fantasy. That's insane. Do four weeks. How do you how do you spend a first round draft pick on a tight end and then never throw it to him? I just don't fucking understand that. Or like maybe the other n fucking guy named Calvin Ridley on your team? Like just look at him once in the fucking red zone. I know he dropped one of them. They finally gave him a target in the red zone. But like what the fuck, Atlanta? Like, I want to drop both of them. I just want to straight, hard drop Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts and just be done with those fucking bums right now. Just bums, man. Bums. I mean, the funny part, though, is that Calvin Ridley had more fantasy points than DeAndre Hopkins this week. So, I guess he can't be terrible, question mark. But, I mean, fuck you, Calvin Ridley. 
just uh him and Kyle Pitts. There's one touchdown between the both of them. Between both of them in the first four weeks. Yeah, it's surprising. Very surprising. So, so what's your record of fantasy right now? I am one and three. <laughs> I am getting not only is my team not producing touchdowns in a performance league, but I am also the number two most scored upon team in the league. So it doesn't even matter if I'm scoring points right now. I'm still getting fucking just pounded. Like the guy I played against this week is the league by a mile. He scored 156 points and that's a performance league. That's not even fucking PPR. So, you know, yeah. Shout out to the Buffalo defense for posting a 35 and fucking Tyler Bass in Buffalo posting a 16. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, and Kyler Murray. They just, those three players just murdered me. Like, Logan Thomas with a zero, DeAndre, like, ugh. When people go off on me right now, they're going off. So that's also an unfortunate thing that is happening to me is, yeah. It is what it is. But uh, it's it's a rough one this year. Bats and everything. I'm just not. Uh, I chose a different strategy. Like I said, yeah. I wanted to like cheer for the players on my team instead of having these players on teams that I hate, like the Seahawks. I fucking despise the Seahawks, so I'm not taking Tyler Lockett or DJ Metcalf. I fucking hate Kyler Murray, so I'm immediately not taking Kyler Murray. I hate Justin Herbert. I fucking drafted and traded him straight up for Joe Burrow because I hate Justin Herbert that much. It goes down the list. Why do you hate the Pacific Northwest? Okay, so this is the thing with the Seattle's. I hate the Seattle Seahawks so much, and it's because of the bandwagoner fans that are here. All these fucking hapless Vancouver Canuck fans who are a bunch of bitches because you can't win a fucking Stanley Cup to save your life. You need to go and cheer for another team that can actually win a championship, but also doing it. Oh, that's right. Who had the most suspensions in the secondary the year that they won the soup? Oh, the Seattle Seahawks, you fucking. Oh, I don't know how the drugs got in my water bottle, says Richard Sherman. Fuck off, Seahawks. You're cheaters. You're fucking pussies for sure in the football world. You're just a bunch of pussies. I have seen. The most ridiculous calls ever in Seattle. We've all seen them. That fucking catch against Green Bay. Every single sports book in the world null and voided that play. Even the sports books acknowledged that that play was fucked up. What did the fucking fans here in the Pacific Northwest do? Cheer like it was the best play ever and just completely are ignorant to like any sort of fuckery whatsoever. So fuck them. Maybe they should fucking learn football for starters. They don't they don't even know who Matt Hasselback are. Sean Alexander. If you go ask anybody who's got their little stupid Seahawks logo on their truck out here, they don't even know who those two people are. That's funny. So that's why I just despise there's just moronic fans up here in vancouver that just drive me nuts they have no fucking clue about the nfl at all but you also said you hate justin herbert and i think that's because he comes from oregon 
Yeah, because all the organ players have been fucking busts. Every single big, like, you know, top name organ player has been completely trash in the NFL, especially at quarterback. Marcus Mariota, just hot garbage. And he had one of the best college careers out of anybody. Like, he was a monster in college. That's why I dislike Oregon is because it's just, like, you're a good, you know, college program on the West Coast, but, you know, you don't turn out professionals. I don't like your pedigree and your program. That's fair. Whew! Get me hot and bothered about the Pacific Northwest. It's bright and early. So let's talk about them. 28-21, beating the... uh, Seattle or sorry beating the San Francisco 49ers at San at San Francisco I picked up Alex Collins uh on Saturday morning Saturday night uh Rashad Penny went onto the IR he's done for the year so I now have the handcuff for Chris Carson which surprisingly was a good call on that day I mean obviously not you know didn't see he was going to vulture the touchdown like that but Chris Carson had a shit day and uh, Alex Collins did all right. So I'm excited to have that moving forward because, as we all know, Chris Carson is going to get injured at some point in time. That is a... Uh... <laughs> so Chris Carson only had 30 yards and uh, Collins only had 44, but he had 34 receiving yards in the rushing touchdown. Maybe no, 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 there's three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and Chris Carson getting injured every season. Yep, 100%. So... I'm happy that I usually get, you know, a 15 to 20 point game on him in performance every single week. He's a really good player when he's running, but he definitely runs hard and uh, he gets himself injured. So San Francisco has an interesting situation. Uh, Jimmy G is injured and uh, it's definitely going to be the Trey Lance show for a little bit. So that's going to be very interesting. Okay. In relief. He certainly likes Debo. Wow, does he like Debo. He threw it to him a ton after Jimmy G went out. So I know there's a lot of Debo Samuel owners that are doing a party dance over there about that. But, uh, yeah, Debo fucking went off, man. He went off. He had, like, 12 targets or something silly. Most targets ever uh, this season so far. Yeah, he, he looks decent. But what's going to happen there with Jimmy G being out? I hope Trey Lance takes over and just never gives the reins back because that happens sometimes. You know, you get injured for a couple weeks, rookie takes over and does a great job. We've seen this story happen before multiple times on multiple teams where all of a sudden that's the end of the veteran's starting job because the rookie just is getting the job done. You don't want to sort of bench the hot hand. So, uh, yeah, I think if the 49ers go and win a couple games with Trey Lance as a starter, how do you bench him, right? If he looks good. Uh, that could be a very interesting interesting situation to develop. What the fuck happened to Jimmy G, though? Yeah, he does not play like he used to. He does not throw bombs anymore. Uh, there was a really great thing that i heard i'm gonna give you know the credit to chuck todd over there on the tony kornheiser podcast and he's doing his picks but uh he said that uh garoppolo is italian for alex smith <laughs> and uh yeah he really i mean wow has he turned into a game manager it's strange yeah it really is surprising that you know he has not been as good as he has been in the past 
Um, and I think that's why Trey Lance has a chance to take over. And as Trey Lance owner in that 18-team league, I need him to be my backup for when Joe Burrow has his bye week in a little while. So I'm hoping this happens. I'm, I'm hoping Trey Lance just takes over the 49ers starting job and never lets it go. I was waiting for you to get to the personal uh, personal motivation behind that. <laughs> yeah. I, I do need Trey Lance because I don't think Fitzpatrick will be either healthy or starting on Slake's trying to keep doing pretty well. I might drop him at this point from my IR because I don't think he's going to be starting again, unfortunately. And uh, there's no real point in keeping him on Slake at this point, in my opinion. Heineke's throwing bombs over there. Yeah, Heineke's doing pretty well, actually. Uh, unfortunately for me. So I need to be my backup when Joe Burrow goes in my week. That's the only week I need him, and then I can start Burrow every other week. You know, for one week, I'm going to need Trey Lance, and that's not for a little while. So Jimmy G will definitely be healthy by then, uh, unless he gets re-injured. So I'm hoping Trey Lance just is going to keep starting. Arizona 37 at the LA Rams 20. This shocked me a lot. Uh, the LA Rams defense just didn't uh, didn't show up. Jalen Ramsey, when he loses like one or two, he just gets head out of it and stops playing football. It's so angering for somebody who's supposed to be the best corner in the league. He just gives up. Sucks to watch. But the front seven just didn't contain Kyler Murray at all. I mean, I don't under... Can people just go watch tape of how teams used to contain Michael Vick? That's all you have to do. I don't understand why they aren't playing a coverage on the corner or having the defensive end spy. It just didn't make any sense. You need to funnel him up the middle so that everyone can tackle him when he runs. It just doesn't, I don't know. People are not playing it smart at all. And they haven't even tried it once. None of the four teams so far have even tried this once. I just don't get it. You put your defensive ends on spies, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, frustrating. It's like these coaches have never played Madden before or anything. That's like just basic. Like you usually use those techniques more in like younger kid football because that's what, you know, quarterbacks do. They run all the time. <laughs> There's no pocket. So you want to try and keep like a pocket in that sort of way to run them up the middle. And you just, you know, the quarterback just gets to go meet the middle linebacker and that's never going to win for the quarterback. So I don't know, but if you watch, you know, any tape from when teams played Michael Vick, that's what they did. The defensive ends just went out on a flat or they did a spy and it was just really easy to contain them. Or you just, you know, you have one side playing the spy and you funnel him over to one side, which is usually his non-throwing arm. And you just try and make shit happen that way. So you're usually flushing them out to the other side. You got your defensive end that's playing the uh, spy over there. So if he tries to throw, you know, he's a lefty. So he has to turn the other way to make the throw. And then if you're running, I mean, you're going to get smashed by the defensive end that's over there anyway. So it's a pretty tough play to make. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. It just seems uh, like a real basic defensive concept that it just has never been i don't know i haven't seen a single team try it yet everyone's rushing i don't he, it's not yeah. working <laughs> no no but i do think carl's the best team in the nfl right now they are the only undefeated team after four weeks so i mean i i saw a parody that actually had the bills ahead of the cardinals and then the cardinals number two i uh i would probably put cardinals number one bills number two right now yeah i'd be bills one cards two um la three be honest 
I think that was an anomaly for LA. They got a really good team on both sides of the ball. And uh, I honestly think that I honestly think they're more talented. Than yeah. Them. I mean, NFC West is even the best of it, in my opinion. Yeah, which is surprising because we were all laughing at them saying that there was going to be a sub 500 team making the playoffs from that division. Like what? Four years ago? Maybe five? Oh, oh, a little bit more than that. I think, I think here, that was a little longer ago when the Seahawks uh, were seven, nine, and that was the beast mode run. Uh, that had to be like most like seven, eight years ago now. That was when they did the beast quake, beast mode quake, and they, yeah. What was it the beast mode year that that happened? Same year. Oh, that was the same. Yeah, it was a while ago. Getting old. Nothing. I don't know. I everyone else is just starters on that. If you have players on both of those teams, I know the Darrell Henderson thing. People were trying to figure out, but I mean, stardom. That's just. A, I think that's a, yep. a go-to for sure. I traded for him. Very happy about it. Green Bay 27, Pittsburgh 17. Thanks, Aaron Rodgers, for just kind of fucking chugging it in the second half, you dickbag. Uh, like, <laughs> man. I think it's personal to you, you know? I think he was like, oh, he's let, I listen to this podcast. Guy, Corey from Canada, he wants me to throw four or score four yeah. touchdowns. I'm going to score three just touchdowns. Like, stop. One for one, throw two. To Randall Cobb of all people. Man, yeah, again. fuck Randall Cobb. Like, wow, Randall. Randall Cobb is being relevant again for a week. Cobb, but was it? Fuck, that was a blast from the past, right there. Holy shit! Does he have any fancy value going forward, though? Like on a week-to-week basis? Like, would you pick him up? Because I think he's on probably waivers for most teams, or most leagues right now. Because he did nothing three weeks. Even if he was drafted in like a deeper league, he probably was dropped at some point already. Would you pick him up if you need a wide receiver? Yeah, no, he does. Someone they just was it MVS? Yeah, I think so. He, he went down. Yeah, you have to. Randall Cobb, I think, definitely is like a flex. He's at least, a, he has to be a pickup. Uh, maybe not necessarily on the waiver wire budget, but if he's still on your free agent, well, I mean, yeah, I couldn't really see a situation where you really in dire need to go pick him up right now. It's more of a wait and see. But if someone's going to get targets on the waiver wire, I think it would be him. Pittsburgh fucking sucks. <sighs> Big Ben is kind of done as you expected. Yep. Yeah, he's trash. Najee Harris looks way better. He looks yeah, way better. I definitely good. made a wrong call on that one. He's looking way better. Yeah, he's getting balanced. Uh, it was just that first game jitters, but he's actually like initiating contact now. Uh, Najee's going to do well. I'm excited to see uh, what he does for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think it's a lot of value because, as you said, Big Man has kind of the ding dunks passes because uh, he can't really throw it downfield. And I'm yep. really not big on any of the receivers now because of that because. They can't go down and fill the big bend. They have to get these short little passes and then try and make something happen after the catch. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable over there. I don't, I can't believe they actually let big Ben play. That's just uh sure about respect thing, but get him off the fucking field. Let's go draft a quarterback. They, I mean, there's a reason why Eli Manning and Philip Rivers are both done at this point, right? That yeah. was a big draft class. And uh, they're gone now for reasons. You're, yeah, at some point, you know, it's time to hang it up. And I think that's time for Big Ben. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers should have drafted a quarterback in this last class. They totally missed the boat. Easily. It was a stat class, and they missed the boat for sure. So, yeah, it was stupid yeah, of them. Could have had Mac Jones. They could have had uh, Trey. Well, I guess Trey was off too early, but they could have had a couple of quarterbacks at the end there that would have been, uh, been decent. Um, uh, boy. Baltimore 23, Denver 7. Teddy Bridgewater got knocked the fuck out and uh, changes that team instantly. What do you think about the uh, what do you think about that last play ball for man? 
What did you take on that? I can understand why Vic was choked about it. And I can understand why they ran it. If you were Vic Fangio and you knew that the record was there, probably would have been ready for it. I figured that there probably should have been some sort of like communication between the two to say like, hey, we're going to run this far and that's it. It's the same thing as a kneel down. You don't rush. But just like what? They needed three yards or something? Yeah. Sure. Run a little fucking three yard run, but nobody touch anybody. Sure. Right. Who cares? Like, but... It's definitely dangerous when yeah, one team yeah. is just standing there and the other team right. is going full blast. So, yeah, there was clearly some sort of miscommunication there that probably should have been sorted out. But, you know, Harbaugh is a fucking asshole. So that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, he's he's definitely a dickhead for sure. I'd like him as a coach. I think both of them are. The two, both Harbaugh brothers, the family, family, gentlemen, Harbaugh family, I would say, are kind of assholes. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Fangio's a meathead, too. Yeah. Tim Patrick didn't do that well. Cortland Sutton didn't do that well. They're, like, within one point of each other. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, Drew Locke is terrible. So, Marquise Brown finally caught a fucking touchdown. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, as you said, if he, he can't catch touchdown, he has to be, like, diving or something. It has to be harder, you know. The level of difficulty has to be there for Marquise Brown. Otherwise, it just gets boring for me, I guess. Yeah. Standing wide open? Absolutely not. Diving ridiculousness? Fuck yeah, every time. What an asshole. So, you know what? You're like from Denver, though. After this four, no offense. Currently number seven in PPR. Had... Six receptions on 10 targets. So not a great reception rate, uh, but I think that's probably put more on the quarterbacks than him personally. I don't know if he actually dropped four balls. Only 46 yards, but he got, but he got a touchdown, uh, which is what you care about most. And that's the second touchdown of the season so far after uh, four weeks. I wasn't watching that game closely enough, but I'd really like to know if that was from Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. And Good if point. all of a sudden Noah Fant got a million targets after that's Drew a fair Locke. point. I don't know. I, didn't, I wasn't paying attention that closely because Drew Locke also has, you know, Big Ben syndrome, but for different reasons. <laughs> that guy really doesn't like to throw downfield that much. He's really a scaredy. So, um, yeah, I'd just be interested to see that spread. But yeah, Noah Fant's okay. Definitely better than my plug ass tight end right now. All right, so it says actually Teddy Bridgewater threw that one. Nice. Uh, through lock, nice. The shadow loose. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's doing That's better than my bum Kyle Pitts. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. really say too much on Two that. Two touchdowns versus no touchdowns. Yep. No targets for fucking even. Anyway, uh, this, you know, everyone predicted to be a blowout, but uh, it wasn't. Tampa Bay 19 at New England 17. Yeah, I thought it was a multiple game. This is also why I think that Tampa Bay is not better than the Cowboys. So 19 to 17 is not good. Uh, New England's not that good. I know it was raining, but like 19 points versus New England. Uh, no. Mac Jones is also a wrong call. He's doing really well. He's looking a lot better. Um, I guess he, he looks less like Eli Manning than he did in week one when Eli started. He definitely has less happy feet and has figured out that if he steps forward, he can throw the ball instead of back footing it all the time. So Mac Jones is doing a hell of a lot better. How come, how come Brady didn't go ham? What happened? You know, I don't really know. I would have expected he would have had a better game. Obviously he still won, 
Um, I would have pressured him to like really dominate the Patriots in this game, and he just did not. I I guess maybe because the Patriots know Brady, Brady so well, Belichick knows Brady so well, and really game plan around Brady's strengths is the only answer I have for that. Is that Belichick is just that good of a defensive coach uh, and defensive mind that? And I'm talking about about Bill, not Steve. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just clarify if I was curious. Memes. <laughs> the memes are so good on Steve Belichick right now. Holy yeah. God. That's just amazing. That guy, his mullet alone is epic. Yeah, but with mullet. that, wow. Yeah, those faces are amazing. But I think Bill is that kind of a coach that he was able to limit Tom Brady and his effectiveness and not good enough to win against Brady and the Bucks, who are a much superior team, but good enough to make it close. You know, where Brady had to, like, win it in the fourth quarter. Was it Brady or Rojo who won it for them? Rojo <laughs> comes from the fucking dead and scores a touchdown. Well, Brady put them in the position to do that. I mean, Unbelievable. Yeah, fuck Tom Brady, you cheating sack of shit. <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's worse than Lance Armstrong, this cover-up. Tom Brady is a cheater. Wow. Dead, honest cheater. I mean, if this comes out, it's gonna be a great call. If not, you know, I'll just seem like you're like a conspiracy theorist. Las Vegas 14, the Los Angeles, formerly the San, San Diego, Diego Superchargers. Chargers. I'm totally gonna sync that up for later. Yeah. Uh, 28. Man. Las Vegas just didn't show up. Gosh, shut up, my roommate Harold. He was very close to predicting this. He knew. He said, Las Vegas is not going to show up. Chargers are going to win. He thought they were each going to get a field goal more. So he was predicting Chargers 31, Vegas 17. Very close. Very close pick. Uh, and, I mean, got the margin of, of victory correct, at least. He knew, he said it was going to be a 14-point victory. And I was correct. Uh, he just got the field goals wrong. But, like, very close. And he was right. Las Vegas just didn't show up. Yeah. They, I mean, they did better in the second half, I guess. They still couldn't get their offense, like, you know, rolling, rolling. They did pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, they just, yeah. man, even, yeah, unbelievable. That was just a disappointment from Las Vegas. I think they're a pretty good team, though. I still think they're better than you're giving them credit for. I'm not big on them, but as we discussed, we think they're going to make the playoffs because they have a very easy schedule. Oh, like, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Like, one of the easiest ones I've ever seen. Yep, 100%. I, I think they're probably like a 12-win team, honestly, this season. Yep. Which should be good enough for the playoffs. You would think. But yeah, we also didn't think that uh, the Jets and the Giants were going to win for several weeks. And, uh, you know, right. the witching hour completely fucked us yesterday. Or Sunday, sorry. Yeah. Well, David Silverberg, that rounds out to uh, all the games. I guess fantasy impact yeah. real quick. I mean, if you're having everybody, you're starting him. Where where is Mr. Carr? Are we starting him right now? He kind of had a couple of uh, a couple of letdown games. If you went and picked him up on the wire because he was pretty hot a couple of weeks back, you've had two games that have just been what it. Yeah, I don't know about Carr. You know, he's probably worth being on a roster, but hopefully you're not counting him as your starter. I picked him up as my backup for my bye week for Joe Burrow. That's not bad. Is he facing yeah, that week? Be, I have weeks because it's not until week 10, so I figured they were going to think it out, and they're playing Kansas City. 
And Kansas Luckily City cannot stop a wet paper bag. Yeah. Like he'll have to play in that game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a like a wild shootout. Uh, a wild shootout. I think it, the last time they played last year at the end of the year, it was a wild shootout. It was 30-something, 30-something, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know it was a close yeah. one. So, yeah, that's the one I'm kind of banking on right now. You know, could change in a few weeks, but that's kind of the one that I'm eyeing up right now. Uh, we'll have to see. The Baker Mayfield game just didn't look too good to me. And I'm, yeah, that's kind of who it's between. It's between Baker Mayfield and uh, Mr. Carr. Yeah. Well, I like Carr that week. We'll see how it goes. Cool beans. Um, and do we have any parting words for uh, everybody? Well, all uh, in the way I started and the way I ended our first episode ever. Fuck the Cowboys. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It's definitely never fun for anybody who is a Giants fan to watch the Cowboys be good. Uh, But especially when we're in the top three NFC teams uh, in the league, definitely top five NFL team. It's painful. It is fucking painful. But, uh, you know, deal with it. Love it. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Just like I had to when your stupid fucking stinky Giants uh, decided to go through to the Super Bowl on a Patrick Creighton drop pass on third and long. Well, it wasn't even third and long. It was third and seven. Ran a slot route, hit him in the numbers, and he dropped it. And the New York Giants go on to the next game and eventually the Super Bowl and beat Tom Brady. I had to watch that. I mean, at least we lost to the champs. Yep. That's the only good part about that. Yeah. But fuck your Giants. <laughs> I'm excited for our next episode that's coming through on Thursday. I'm glad that we separated this out a little bit. This is a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody for listening. We definitely have a little bit of a following. It's grown, uh, grown quite rapidly, and we appreciate you all. Thank you for finding us on Stitcher. Thanks for listening to us on the Googles, the Apples, and the Spotify's. Make sure that you follow. Leave a review on Apple. We need those. Those help. Get ready for Thursday, where we're going to make some bets. We'll talk about the bets portion on Thursday. Oh, fuck. I hope we do better. We suck so far on that. I mean, I'm at least over 500. But, yeah, you are not doing well. It's, It's bad. Getting out of here, David Silverberg. I'll see you later, brother. Have a good day. Peace.